There's a reason why in Florida, professional wrestling was deemed an essential business. Because it kicks ass. This is Heel Turns and Headlocks. And this is Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the O-Turns and Headbox podcast. My name is Brandon Bray, and with me, as always, the Chicago and Submission Machine. You make me sound so much cooler than I am, always, and I appreciate it. I, one day, I got to introduce us, and I got to be like the New York something. I, I got I to think of it. I'm on the spot here, but I'll think of something for you next, next episode. Let's do that. There we go. Goals, people, goals. Uh, welcome everyone to another episode of Heel Turns and Headlocks. Today we are here to talk about something very near and dear to our hearts, and that is NXT. And we say it's near and dear because sometimes our hearts get broken by the way this company treats NXT, but that's another conversation for another day. Instead, we're going to talk about the positive, and the positive is another milestone where NXT TakeOver is reaching its 36th show. Pretty damn cool. One of the best pay-per-views in all professional wrestling, undoubtedly, you know, to be necessary. 36. And in the main event, a man who has a very genuine case for being the greatest NXT superstar ever. And also on the show, another guy who can stake that claim. Basically, it's going to be a lot of legends of NXT wrestling and also some up-and-comers who could potentially become that. And that all starts really with, in my opinion, what is probably one of the three best storylines in all of professional wrestling right now, the Million Dollar Championship. LA Knight, Cameron Grimes, the title not necessarily on the line. Actually, technically it is, yes. Don't quote me on that. Uh, LA Knight, though, fighting for something even bigger than the Million Dollar Championship. He wants to make Ted DiBiase his butler. And maybe I'm alone on this, but oh my God, I would love to see those segments. The segments between Knight and Grimes have been absolutely incredible with Grimes as the butler who always seems to make Knight's life just a little bit more miserable instead of helping the way he's supposed to. It's campy, it's, it's hokey, it's whatever you want to call it. But I think that's kind of what makes NXT great. It's very grounded it doesn't take itself too seriously in some moments, and then it takes itself just the right amount of serious in others. And L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes, very surprisingly, had a pretty damn good match against each other quite recently. Maybe they'll emulate that. Maybe they'll recreate the magic. I personally believe that they're capable of doing so. I think L.A. Knight is straight up a guy who you can build this company around, a guy who is genuinely gifted on the microphone and continues to prove that he's rather underrated in the ring. I think that whatever we get out of this rematch is probably going to at least be a match that positively paces the show. I think their match at the Great American Bash is pretty damn underrated, at least four stars for me, whatever that means to you. But regardless, I'm really excited for this bear and I don't know which way it's going to go, but this is the kind of matchup with, yes, kind of silly ramifications, but still 
that entertainment value and that variety is exactly what we want from wrestling. Isn't it the coolest thing in the world when we don't know what's going to happen in the world of pro wrestling and we're given the shock factor that we all so desperately love? This match could go one could go both ways. LA Knight's been a really good champion thus far, million dollar champion. Cameron Grimes has been, you know, really coming up as a babyface recently on NXT. His segments as LA Knight's butler currently have been some of the best wrestling segments between the Monday show, the Tuesday show, the Wednesday show, and the Friday show, at least on American television. You know what I mean? Look, this could go both ways. I'm excited for this match because you know I'm Brian's the biggest LA night guy I know. I'm personally into Cameron Grimes myself. I think he was awesome in PWG. He was awesome in Impact Wrestling. He had a couple of X Division Championship reigns there as well. This is NXT though, you know, and Cameron Grimes has to prove why he's the richest man in NXT after that GameStop, uh, GameStop, excuse me, stock rise. And I can't wait. I think again, if LA Knight does win and Ted DiBiase becomes his butler, I think that makes for some that would make for some really good segments. Those would make for some really good segments, I should say. Excuse me. Um, but Cameron Grimes winning here would be would be really beneficial for his career, obviously, because it'd be his first taste of championship gold in NXT. Because we are counting the million dollar championship as a championship, right? Yeah, it's on the right. It's and on it's the actually defended, unlike a certain FTW title. But I digress. Yeah, look at that. We got that in there. But Brian, on that note, let's uh let's transition to this next match, shall we? And look, we're we're to make it clear, we're going in the order of how it's presented to us on WWE.com. This is probably not the official uh, match order, I guess. This could we've very done, well... We've done, we've done previews before, and we've just done it based off this, so... Yeah. So if you listen... Yeah. Uh, if you've listened to us before, you know how this goes. Next on this list, a match that could very well be the main event. I don't really know how the hell anyone would possibly follow this. Uh Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. Wow. Kyle O'Reilly. Two out of three falls. Look, this is the biggest rivalry of Adam Cole's career. It has followed him across multiple companies. We've seen it play out in Ring of Honor. We've seen it play out in PWG. We're now seeing it in full force in NXT. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, two guys whose careers have basically been intertwined since day one, since they really broke onto the independent scene as Future Shock, the tag team that many of you may remember, some of you may not, had some great matches in Ring of Honor and PWG alike. And then they kind of went their separate ways because Adam Cole is a bit of an asshole and you can't trust him. I mean, he's basically, you know, like Randy Orton. You don't trust Adam Cole. You just don't do it. Matt Riddle, wise enough. Anyways, Point is, Adam Cole turned on Kyle O'Reilly more times than I can even remember. And that has produced some of the best matches of the past decade. Uh, They have had classics in Ring of Honor over the Ring of Honor World Championship, which both of those men have held. They've had classics in PWG over their World Championship, which, once again, both men have held. And in this one, Bear, two out of three falls, pretty much emulating the exact format of the divisive some would say classic two out of three falls match between adam cole and johnny gargano where single street fight steel cage bringing back that format i mean if it ain't broke don't fix it and in this one i mean look we've seen these guys wrestle 
multiple times already. Both matches have been absolute bangers in NXT. Seriously, if you haven't watched them wrestle in Ring of Honor and PWG, do yourself a favor and go watch those matches. They are brutal and they are incredible. Adam Cole, to me, is the guy that you not only build a company around, you build this industry around. He has the look, he has the charisma, he has the skill on the mic, he has the skill in the ring. He is the complete package. To me, he has a genuine case for being the absolute best all-around professional wrestler in the world today. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that, and I think that's a damn shame. Maybe he will if he ends up leaving NXT. Who knows? We'll talk about that on a different episode. I promise you that. Kyle O'Reilly, elite technical wrestler, has had classics on that front I mean, really against a slew of opponents, everyone from Adam Cole to Katsuyori Shibata. We've seen Kyle O'Reilly obviously thrive as a tag team competitor as well, whether you want to call them Red Dragon or Undisputed Era, whether that's Bobby Fish, Adam Cole himself, or Roderick Strong. O'Reilly is one of the more decorated champions of the last decade. I don't think that's an exaggeration when you look at everything that he's accomplished, but it's Kind of the story that we saw in PWG and Ring of Honor playing out again, where he has to catch up. He has to prove that he can hang on the level that Adam Cole has reached and meet the standard that Adam Cole has set. I mean, again, Ring of Honor world champion, he won it after who? Adam Cole, after being a three-time Ring of Honor world tag team champion. PWG won it after Adam Cole. And in NXT, obviously, the only three-time NXT tag team champion ever He won the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic with, again, Adam Cole, but he's yet to capture singles gold. Bear, if Kyle O'Reilly can pull this off and get that decisive win in what is being called the undisputed finale to one of the best rivalries in really modern wrestling history, well, you have to think that maybe, just maybe, Kyle O'Reilly will walk out as the number one contender to either Karrion Cross or Samoa Joe. If the rumors are true that Adam Cole may or may not be continuing his career in WWE, again, we don't really go off the rumor mill much, but if this is the end for Adam Cole, boy, what a way to go out, right? Going up against a guy that time after time you deliver with, you know, and Adam Cole being the second ever NXT Triple Crown champion, you know, obviously his former NXT championship brain, former NXT North American championship brain. He's technically a part of the, Undisputed Era, one of Undisputed Era's tag team championship reigns. He's done it all in NXT. He has a legitimate claim, like we we briefly mentioned before, to being one of the best in NXT history. Adam Cole is the real deal, obviously, right? And even if you guys don't want to go back and watch their classics from Ring of Honor or PWG or anything like that, right? NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver Night 2 in that un- unsanctioned match that O'Reilly won, banger. You want to go back and watch the great the NXT Great American Bash where Cole got the, Adam Cole got that win back, banger. This match has all the. It's crazy that this may or may this. How do you not main event a show with your world championship? Right, I mean, it's your world championship. But if WWE wanted to swerve us all and say, you know what, this is the main event, who's going to complain about that? These are two guys that have insane amount of chemistry together. Every time they're in the ring together, it's magic. What more can you want as a wrestling fan? This is worth the Peacock subscription right here that we pay, what, 10 bucks for? It's not $9.99 anymore. I missed it. Five bucks? Yes, sir. I don't, $4.99. I don't, even, 
I don't even know what I pay anymore. Jesus. My point is, look, this is damn well worth the five bucks. I'd pay triple this. I'd pay 15. That's about it. But this is going to be an absolute banger. I can't wait for it. This could go any. This is another match, just like the previous match we just talked about. This could go any way here. Kyle O'Reilly, obviously, again, never having held champ, uh, singles championship gold in NXT. Very wild stat because he's kind of been really one of those foundational pieces of NXT, right? It's a, it's, it's crazy to me that he has yet to have a singles championship brain. Maybe that changes with a huge win over Adam Cole here. This, this weekend, right? Sunday, 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 Sunday not, yes. not Saturday, which is SummerSlam for some unearthly godly bleeping reason. I digress. Brian, I'm sorry. I don't Yeah. Look, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, it's, one of the longest running rivalries in all of professional wrestling. And if this really is the end for Adam Cole and NXT, I mean, there are not many notes to go out higher than this win, lose, or draw. I guess draw is not an option in two out of three falls match, but you understand what I'm saying. And on that note, we transition to, well, I mean, you know, what's great about this show. The more you look at it, every one of these matches is deeply deeply personal and that continues with the nxt women's championship match between raquel gonzalez and the woman who she thought was her closest friend dakota kai now dakota kai is undoubtedly one of the most popular wrestlers in nxt most people agree that she's one of the best wrestlers in nxt uh look the kicks are ruthless her technical wrestling ability is underrated i mean she sells her ass off sorry that's not kayfabe her match against Saray, actually, what, this past week? Like, I guess last week at this point. Damn good match. Ruthlessly physical. Dakota Kai has pretty much everything. She has all the tools to be a champion. She already has technically been the first one and a half of the first ever Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic for the women winner. And she did that alongside Raquel Gonzalez. She was one half of the inaugural NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And she accomplished that again alongside Raquel Gonzalez. But there's always been this desire for from wrestling fans to see Dakota Kai, I guess, just kind of break out on her own, if you will. You know, take a chance and see what she can accomplish within the confines of the singles realm. And we've seen some, you know, glimpses of that. It seems way longer than that, or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But about a year and a half ago was when we actually got our first look at Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai's partnership, when Dakota Kai beat Tegan Knox in what I would dare call a classic street fight at NXT TakeOver Portland. Raquel Gonzalez obviously got involved to influence the ending. And ever since then, they've been inseparable. They've, I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing to watch how it started as Raquel Gonzalez was almost like Dakota Kai's muscle. And then Dakota Kai became seemingly the supportive friend, business partner, whatever you want to call it, of Raquel Gonzalez as she went on to make history and win the NXT Women's Championship from one of the most dominant champions of all time in the Shirai. But this all came to a head. They blew up pretty much the same way that, again, don't trust Dakota Kai. Don't trust her. She beat the crap out of Tegan Knox ahead of war games. She beat the crap. Well, got some good shots in on Raquel Gonzalez as well. And now here we are. I, I, look, I'll be honest with you. I would have liked to see a little bit more of a build 
So I, I love NXT, but that's just my take on it. But either way, the, the history is obviously there. We have a year and a half of story built in to a match that could very well be one of the best women's championship matches of 2021. I'm personally a fan of Raquel Gonzalez. I think that she's just as good as Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair in her own way. She is an absolute powerhouse. She's pretty much everything that WWE has attempted to make so many of the taller or bigger wrestlers in the women's division into. She is that. She is a powerhouse. And Bear, I, I don't really know how this is going to play out. I, I don't know who's going to walk away as the winner, but my expectations are incredibly high for this match, and I have a good feeling that they're going to live up to them. I really hope Dakota Kai gets an opportunity to show the world what she's capable of, right? We've seen glimpses of it, and giving her an opportunity to be NXT Women's Champion would be really cool because I think it'd add a lot more cool matches in the in this women's division, right? Raquel Gonzalez is a damn good champion though she's been dominating time and time again right this is this is a good storyline because again this has been building up for like brian said a, over a year now and what started as big mommy cool becoming the diesel to dakota kai's Shawn michaels ended up being Raquel gonzalez being the breakout star which we all know Shawn michaels was so it's it's a cool little twist on that storyline all these years later again seeing dakota kai become NXT women's champion would be really cool because we hate the word deserves here at heel turns and headlocks, but Dakota Kai kind of deserves an opportunity to showcase what she's capable of. She's a damn good wrestler. So, so is Raquel Gonzalez. I'm taking nothing away from Raquel Gonzalez, right? She's been a damn good champion. I've said that a couple times now. Sorry. My point is this another story, you know, looking at this card more and more, all of these matches could go either way, which is the best part about a pro wrestling card. You never really know who's going to win, and that's the beauty of it. You know, you look at an AEW Dark card, for example, you're like, ah, never heard of that guy, so the other guy's going to win. You know what I mean? This is TakeOver. This is the real deal. This is TakeOver 36, brother. I can't wait for this match, too, because I'm a big Dakota guy. Dakota Kai. Dakota guy, Kai. Dakota Kai guy. That should be on a shirt. I'm a Dakota I'm, Kai guy. I'm a Dakota uh, Kai guy. Oh, Dakota. Paul Heyman, eat your heart out. I just made you some money, brother. Sister, you are a sister. I can't wait for this match, bottom line. Um, I can't wait to see where this leads, the NXT Women's Championship, which, by the way, has been one of steadily the greatest women's divisions of all time. I think that's fair to say. Absolutely. Every champion has, Every champion has knocked it out of the park. So... Win or lose for either of these women, you know, their careers will be just fine. But I can't wait. I can't wait because, again, this is another one of those stories where we just don't know what's going to happen. And that, to me, is just beautiful wrestling, brother. Absolutely. And, look, either woman walks away with this title, and I think people should be happy. Either outcome. And more than anything, whoever walks away with the title, I have a hard time believing that this is over. And I think one of the best things about NXT is that unresolved storylines or, or tension between people, it lasts and it's actually referenced down the line. What a concept. Look, as Bear said, one of the best women's wrestling divisions, not only on the planet today, perhaps the best on the planet today, but one of the greatest of all time. And this match is yet another example of how 
women's wrestling is given authentic storylines and authentic opportunities to shine. And that's exactly what I think will happen on this card. Now, from former friends turned enemies to two guys who just want to beat the ever-living crap out of each other and already have, I'm just going to put it like this. October 10th, excuse me, October 29th, 2020. Walter and Ilya Dragunov had what I genuinely believe to be one of the greatest matches in the history of professional wrestling. Five stars, 10 out of 10, break the scale, whatever. If you think you've seen two wrestlers get physical with one another, you haven't seen a damn thing if you haven't watched this match. I think Ilya Dragunov is, and I mean this in a complimentary way, he's an acquired taste. He, he, he comes on your TV and he's not really like anybody you've seen in the way, really in his mannerisms and his presentation or even in the way that he wrestles. But that match, I mean, I've been a huge fan of Dragunov ever since. I was aware of him, obviously, before. But that match converted me into an absolute fan of his. And Walter, I mean, people ask who's the best wrestler on the planet. And, and we get a lot of responses, right? Kenny Omega, Kazushka Okada, even still Hiroshi Tanahashi or AJ Styles. The, the answers vary quite often, but I feel like they, they stay the same on the same group of a small portion of the wrestling world. And perhaps that's fair. Those are the elite of the elite. Walter really needs to be in that conversation. I mean, how many times can a guy put on classic after classic against wrestlers of every style before we just take a step back and go, yeah, that guy is special. I mean, we've all heard people talk about Meltzer not giving WWE five-star ratings. Walter already has two just since he got to WWE. Two in the past two years. I, I take that how you will, you know, but the guy is incredible. He was the most dominant force on the independent wrestling scene in the United Kingdom. He has been dominant in NXT UK the longest United Kingdom championship reign of all time, which is crazy considering what Pete Dunne did with that title. I, I, I'm almost at a loss for words when it comes to thinking about this one because the first one they had, I think, is pretty much impossible to live up to. What they did to each other in that match seemed inhumane. I don't know what the hell to expect. All I know is that Ilya Dragunov in consecutive weeks has had absolute bangers against Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. And if this match is even just at that level, it absolutely deserves to be high on the card at NXT TakeOver 36. But the first one might have been the best match of 2020 from any promotion. The second one, we have to wait and see. But good Lord, I am... I, I, don't, I don't need... I'm at a loss for words there because this... Seriously, if you haven't seen the first one, what are you waiting for? Go watch it. Peacock's $5. Just $5. It's crazy to me. I still can't believe it. But the first match. So I'll, you know, I'll be completely honest with everybody here. I don't watch the most NXT UK in the world. But when Brian LaPrey tells you, hey, there's a match you have to fucking watch. Oh, I swear. I'm sorry. Um, there's a match that you have to watch. It's Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. That mat, that first match that they had, holy crap! You guys want to talk about physical, professional wrestling? There it is. And that, and now you're putting that on a major stage like NXT Takeover. Again, 
how, how do you top it? You know, how do you top that first match? They'll try, of course, but seeing Ilya Dragunov, you know, despite the loss to P. Dunn, but, you know, that a couple of weeks ago, right? He bounced back in a bloody, really cool scene. Just, I mean, as of this recording last night on NXT, beat Roderick Strong. That's no easy feat. Roderick Strong is the leader of Diamond Mind, which not many members, but, you know, we don't got to talk about that right now. Roderick Strong is a damn good technical professional wrestler. Beating him is no easy task, right? Putting Ilya Dragunov against Roderick Strong was really cool because how do you get prepared for Walter? A world-class athlete like Roderick Strong. Beating Roderick Strong tells me that Ilya Dragunov's ready. However, Walter is a huge man. They call him the Austrian Anomaly, which I really like. His championship reign has been dominant. Yes, there's been a pandemic going on. He hasn't been able to defend it quite as often. But if Wikipedia is telling me the truth, the man's held the title for 866 plus days. That's a long bleeping time, Brian LaPrey. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, he needs to lose the title. Look. If you're dominant, keep the title for as long as you want. If you beat Ilya Dragunov and you continue this reign of dominance and you go into a thousand days as champion, who's going to beat you? I don't know because you've seemingly went through everybody in NXT UK, but I can't wait for this match because I think it's Dragunov's time to shine. It's also his time to put up or shut up. He lost that first match against Walter, obviously. Maybe you don't get an opportunity like this ever again if you lose to Walter. So I can't wait to see just what Ilya has up his sleeve because, look, man, Walter's on top of his game. Bottom line, most dominant champion in pro wrestling right now. I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a bad thing to say considering 866 plus days. Granted, of course, again, pandemic can't defend it quite as much. He still defended it a couple times here, so. It's not like he hasn't defended it at all, right? But I can't wait for this match either. It's going to be two not meaty, Ilya Dragunov's not meaty, but just two dudes just beating the holy crap out of each other. Just, I can't wait. I cannot wait. You know, I was very pleased to hear on the NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence show when Tomohiro Ishii wrestled Moose, the artist formerly known as Aiden English references good friend who said sometimes the best wrestling is two meaty men slapping meat. That brought a smile to my face. And if you listen to this podcast, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and if you listen to this podcast, you've heard us say it many times. Now, obviously, as Bear said, Billy Dragunov, not the biggest or the meatiest, if you will, but the man has heart. Probably more heart than any wrestler in the world right now. He is listed at five foot ten and one hundred ninety eight pounds, but he wrestles like he's three hundred. Uh, look, he plain and simple. The guy got busted open by Roderick Strong the hard way. Bloody crimson mask. Shout out Beth Phoenix for that awesome Jr. reference. Look. I don't know what to expect from this match, but I know that I'm probably expecting too much and they'll still live up to and exceed my expectations. Best way I can put it. Now, moving on from one world champion, well, I guess two world championship matches 
to the third and the possible, probable question mark, main event for NXT TakeOver 36. For the first time in a damn long time, Samoa Joe is returning to the ring. 18 months. 18 18 months. months. And And a firing. Oh, man. And not only is it his first wrestling match in 18 months, but it's his first singles match in almost two full years. His last singles match, September 2nd, 2019 against Ricochet. What the hell? It's been a while, and it's been quite a journey for Samoa Joe, a guy who, look, plain and simple, everyone who watched him for the duration of his career refers to Samoa Joe as one of the greatest of all time. That's not hyperbole. It's not, you know, bias or or nostalgia. Samoa Joe is an absolute legend of professional wrestling. The industry today is a product, plain and simple, of independent wrestling in the 2000s that style of wrestling shaped everything that would form essentially modern wwe modern aew etc etc everything you see and of course the other part of that is the tna x division well considering samoa joe is the most dominant ring of honor world champion of all time and one of the greatest tna x division champions of all time kind of got to give him his props the guy has done it all in professional wrestling except win a world championship in WWE somehow. But we're not going to focus on the negative. We're going to focus on the positive because after all the injuries, all of the things that sidelined Smojo, even getting fired, he's back. And he is back with a chance to make undeniable, pardon the pun, undisputed history. There is currently a deadlock in terms of history with the NXT championship. And that deadlock is between Four, well, I'd say three rather accomplished men and one guy who's a bit polarizing. Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, and the current champion, Karrion Cross, are the only two-time NXT champions ever. Title's been around for almost a decade, nine years last month. Shout out Seth Rollins, first ever champion. Shout out Biggie Langston, future WWE Universal champion. Shout out bold mother bleeping Dallas. Boom. And shout out Pac Pac Neville. All right. We got, look, the point is Samoa Joe. I mean, he won the title from Finn Balor. That was a classic rivalry. He had a great rivalry with Shinsuke Nakamura as well. Samoa Joe was a staple of NXT, went to the quote unquote main roster, got himself a, a title or two over there, two time United States champion. But Really, what this comes down to is the fact that he can now become the first ever three-time NXT champion. That would be a massive feather in his cap. It would be one hell of a welcome back to NXT. And, hey, sorry we fired you. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, Look, Samoa Joe, obviously 42 years old, separated from the quote-unquote prime of his career by quite a bit. But he can still go, man, and he has this presence. And I think that's what this match and this rivalry has come down to. Samoa Joe came down after, damn it, I'll say it, the best promo of 2021 when William Regal put on an Academy Award-level acting performance, acting like he was going to retire, literally crying, choking on his words. That William Regal, underrated as hell. We're going to do an episode about William Regal one day. Uh, look, Samoa Joe comes out. 
Hell yeah. Comes out, says he is the enforcer for William Regal, and he is here to lay down the law. And the number one person that he's focused on is Karrion Cross. And the thing is, Samoa Joe is not allowed to attack unless he is provoked. Well, he's been provoked. Karrion Cross getting a little bit of his magic back, going after William Regal, choking him out, driving away just before Joe can get to him. Taunting Joe, hiding behind the security, and then daring to show the arrogance to pop out from behind it, to which Samoa Joe said, hey man, I know I haven't wrestled in a year and a half, but I can still hit a beautiful Tobe Suicida. Samoa Joe is one of the greats there, and I'm one of the few who actually (laughs) likes Carry Across, I know, but man, this, to see Samoa Joe come back, main event to take over and become a three-time NXT champion, thus forever etching his name into the history books, would be justice. Because he never should have been fired, not as a commentator, not as a wrestler. And this would just be really a nice reminder that, hey, this guy, yeah, he's had some injuries in the past few years, and that's really affected his ability to gain consistent traction on raw or smackdown but you're talking about one of the genuine greats in wrestling history and i really believe that samoa joe will one day get that respect this feat becoming a the first ever three-time nxt champion that could be what does it for Joe's firing was the biggest surprise of the pandemic releases that WWE had. I'm thankful that if the reports are true, that Triple H sat there and was like, no, 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 you're, you're coming back. You're coming back to NXT and we, don't worry, we, we'll take care of you, right? We did a good episode on Samoa Joe's potential AEW opponents, but, you know, hey, sometimes stuff happens, brother. Look, Samoa Joe coming back to NXT to me, and I believe Brain as well, was exactly what NXT the brand needed. Joe could potentially make history here as the first ever three-time NXT world champion. It's a shame that Karrion Cross did lose to Jeff Hardy a couple of weeks ago on Raw because that was Karrion Cross's first loss ever in WWE. I think it would have been a, meant a hell of a lot more if Joe was going to be that guy and not a roll-up by Jeff Hardy on a random episode of Raw, but hey, we're not complaining here. Look, Joe was just interviewed by Sports Illustrated, and he said, and I quote, I look at Karrion Cross, and this match to me is a blank slate. He says, Cross is very different from the many people that I have faced. He presents a very unique challenge. He's, he's unlike anyone I've, seen, I've ever seen in NXT. It's going to be something new. To me, the build to this match has been laid out really well, right? We've gotten Samoa Joe coming back as William Regal's enforcer. He wants to get back in the ring. He steps down as the enforcer. We've seen so many teases for Joe when he came back between these stare downs with Pete Dunne, getting physical with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. That Those segments with Johnny Gargano were really cool as well. I'd love to see Samoa Joe get in there with Tommaso Ciampa. There are so many different things. And, Lo and behold, those feuds may or, you know, may, don't need the belt, which that's another topic we got to talk about, that whole stigma of a feud not needing the belt. Feuds need belts. They're not wearing pants. I'm just kidding. Look, Samoa Joe becoming NXT champion for a third time would be really cool for many reasons, right? Obviously, the history that would be made. Not being in a ring 
in, a, in an official match, I should say, for 18 months, coming back from that those multiple injuries between concussions and his hand and all that good stuff. But it's a tall task at hand, man. You know, as much crap as Twitter wants to give Karrion Cross for whatever reason, he's been a dominant champion too. You know, he's been damn good at his job. He got injured in his first championship reign. That sucked, right? You kind of lost the lost the allure, almost you could say, of that dominant reign that he was damn sure going to have, right? Stuff happens. Injuries happen. Wrestling ain't ballet, right? Bottom line. Look, I love this card more than I – the more I look at it because all of these matches could go either way. Each match on this card, there's no clear-cut winner. Very excited about that. I personally, you know, I know we don't really like pick who we think is going to win, right? I'd love Samoa Joe to win here. But if you want to, if you continue to establish Karrion Cross's reign here as the guy that's just running roughshod as NXT, is it running roughshod? Yeah, that's the way you say it, right? Karrion Cross's reign as NXT champion, adding a win over an, a legend like Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's a, a legend. It may not be in the WWE Universal front, but Samoa Joe's done it all in this in in professional wrestling, except when the big one. Even though NXT World Championship is still a World Championship, I digress. I can't wait for this match, man, because this is another one. Just like Ilya Dragunov and Walter, these are two two big dudes that just want to beat the holy hell out of each other. Karen Cross has that cool, unique blend of at of offense that he has right and we've we've seen Samoa Joe do stuff in the ring that no big man like him should be doing you know I look like Samoa Joe I can't do 99.95% of the crap he does in the ring it's incredible of course he's got like you know 20 years of experience in doing it but my point is a big man like that should not be moving in the way he does I can't wait for this match I can't wait to see them beat the crap out of each other I just I can't wait for this card and Sunday can't come soon enough. You know, I, I don't understand why it's on Sunday and not Saturday, but I'll take it because, you know, this is absolutely the main event of wrestling this week. A great week of wrestling already, a great w- rest of the week of wrestling to come. But NXT TakeOver 36, I mean, man. Like every one of these matches is personal, even with all the jokes and the comedy. LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes is a months long feud that has produced some damn good matches. Again, their most recent singles match. I mean, damn, LA Knight pulled out a friggin' burning hammer, man. That match was nuts, absolutely nuts. And if maybe if he had more of a reputation as a wrestler, people would give it more credit. Who knows? Wrestling fans are weird. We include ourselves in that. We really do. Hate yeah. almost all of you for the record, but yeah, but we hit ourselves too, so that's okay. <laughs> I, I, nobody hates me more than I hate myself, let me tell you. Besides my wife. And speaking of hate, let's continue the recap, man. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, blood feud. Raquel Gonzalez, Dakota Kai, certainly getting to that point as well. And Walter and Ilya Dragunov, I mean, come on. That the first one was genuinely iconic i hate using that word it's so overused but it's it applies i mean sean michaels talked about this match as one of the best matches he's seen sean michaels was pretty damn good i'd i'd take that that opinion to heart 
and then you move on to the potential main event, the NXT Championship match, the first singles match that Samoa Joe is going to have had in almost two calendar years. Look, there's so much that the show offers, the variety of NXT, the, the characters that are captivating, the stories that are deeply personal. This event, to me, embodies and encompasses everything that makes NXT special. And Bear, I cannot wait for this show. Sunday cannot come soon enough. And hopefully, you'll all, t- uh, I guess, check it out with us, right? You'll, you'll give it a give it a watch, a gander. That's, that's a word. I don't know. I use it wrong. Uh, regardless, I guess this is the point in time where we say thank you for listening. We really appreciate you doing so. We appreciate all the support we've gotten. We know that we took some time off, and we're, we're very sorry for leaving you without your heel turns and headlocks fixed, but we're so thrilled to see the support that we've been getting since we've come back, and I promise you this consistency will be sustained and even increased and improved over time. So all I can really say now is thank you, and maybe we'll shill a number. I'll leave it up to Bear. I will shill a website for you to buy some bloody merch. Whatamaneuver.net forward slash collections forward slash heel dash turns dash headlocks. And like Brian, I'd like to apologize to everybody for that absence, but we're back. We're better than ever. Shout out to Eric Bischoff. Thank you guys for continuing to take this ride with us. We love you all. We thank you all. And the the guy at the end is going to tell you all about the socials. But before that, Brian, you got to tell these people what to do next. Sadly, I still have to tell you all to be safe, wear your mask, social distance. Why are we still in this? Can people just die? Can we all just agree to stay home for like the next 30 days and just that'd be so cool? I would love to not go to work. Oh, yeah. I guess that wouldn't help me much. Uh, Regardless, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Please do stay safe. Please do take care of yourselves and each other. And if you can't do anything else, keep on loving professional wrestling. Motherfucking boom. You've been listening to Heel Turns and Headlocks with Bear DiGiulio and Brian LaPrey. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon with more. But until then, reach out on Facebook at Heel Turns and Headlocks, on Twitter at Heel underscore Turns underscore Pod, and on Instagram at Heel Turns and Headlocks. We'll see you next time.